this is Jeff, and I have Ferdy with me. Yeah. And Job always starts his uh, his Discord conversations with, "How did you come to the Discord?" And Paul Vanderclay always starts his with, uh, "Tell me a little bit about yourself." So I'm not going to use either of those. Instead, I'm uh, I'm going to say, uh, "Tell a story." Tell us your Tell story. Tell a story. <laughs> it doesn't have to be any story. It's more, well, actually it could be. Whatever you, however you want to respond to that. Tell a story. Uh, there once was a little elephant walking down the street. <laughs> now, uh, tell a story. I don't know. Like, tell, what kind of story do you want to hear? Tell your story. My story. Well, I hope you have a few hours. Let's do it. <laughs> well, short. Uh, I'm I'm from the Netherlands, born and raised here. Uh, I lived in in a few other c countries for a couple of months, years in total, a few years. And I moved back to the Netherlands a couple of years ago. Uh, I did a, a business degree, and now I'm going to work into uh, IT. So that's a little bit different. And that's just the easiest general, how would you say that, social acceptable summary I can give. <laughs> like there's a small a, bar talk, which you say. And there's, and there's no more to it than that. That's the story. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> loads more. <laughs> well, so how about you? Like we have time. Uh, what was the question again? What, what is your story in short, really short, like oh, the general thing? That's, that's what's hard for me is I talk for a really long time if you let me and it doesn't make any sense. So how could I encapsulate it? Well, I am in America. I'll try to use your same pattern. Um, <laughs> I have lived in America all my life. I've never lived in any other country. I've I have been to Mexico once. Um, I have been to Canada several times on business trips. Mm. And the only other country that I've been to besides those two is South Africa. And I um, went to South Africa a couple of different times for work. And in total, I spent about a month there on my work trips. So, so you can speak Afrikaans, Dutch now, and English. I, I know what Afrikaans is. I <laughs> cannot speak it. They taught me one word when I was there, lekker. Oh, lekker. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a really, really important one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and lekker, lekker. Uh, I can understand Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know any Spanish. I, I can pick out a couple of words here and there because Spanish uh, is spoken uh, in Texas by some people um so but yeah i uh i'm just a dumb uh, i only know one language so <laughs> and not even that one very well english <laughs> well, to be honest the, the, the language you're born with is the most difficult to really learn mm. because the grammar and stuff it's you just use it yeah so and if you it. really study a language for the first time you have to go dig through it completely so mm. So why, why did you start the uh, open invitation for conversations? That's an, that's an interesting... Because it uh, was from a conversation with Shelly, I think. Yeah. At the end of that. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, I would like to get more people involved just because it's fun to listen to other people's stories. Um, yeah. It's helpful to listen to other people's stories. Um, and it's fun to be a part of it too. Like it wouldn't have even necessarily had to be a conversation with me. Like if you had hooked up with somebody else on the discord and said, Hey, let's, uh, let's have a chat on this zoom program and record it and let's send it to Jeff to put on randos United. Actually, um, Shelly and Anamik had a conversation within the last couple of days that they just sent to me. So I'll be posting that, um, over the next few days, I'm sure. Oh, sounds good. Uh, Mary and Luke sent me a conversation that they had yesterday. So I posted that. Yeah. You just, yeah I just saw it like uploaded. So yeah. How about the live stream? You have been teasing that one long. We were trying, I was, I was trying to do that. I had a conversation with Job um, this morning that we ended up not recording. Um, but I was trying to do uh, kind of a live version of what he does on audio to have a live video uh. version. And I'm a, I'm a YouTube neophyte. I have no idea what I'm doing. So well. I was like, oh, there's a live stream option. I wonder how this works. And I was messing around with it the other day as I was talking to Job about having a conversation with him. And, uh, I accidentally sent out an alert to everybody that there was going to be a live stream on Randos. Yeah, it's United. like on the front page every time you open YouTube. It's like <laughs> two days more of waiting. I don't know how to delete that because uh, <laughs> I was worried. I was I was kind of monitoring Discord uh, this morning, my time, and uh, seeing if anybody was going to say, "Hey, where's the live stream? I'm not seeing anything. I put this on my calendar. I was waiting for something to happen." And so, fortunately, there was nothing. There was not a peep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah the the other part of the synopsis for me is um i'd never completed uh university um i united mean, to be honest oh okay um so i i never had like a a formal um like a formal major or anything that i knew i wanted to study uh, coming out of high school. I really had no clue whatsoever what I wanted to do. And so I just knew that since I didn't know what I wanted to do, um, I did not want to just start accumulating student debt um, mm -hmm. by just going to school, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, although I did for a short period go to a, a two-year college on and off for about a 27-year period and eventually got my two-year uh, degree just this past um just this past spring. Um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, and I, I thank Jordan Peterson for that a little bit because I ended up taking his future authoring program and that's one of the things that ah. came out of it is I, I set it as a goal to finally complete those studies after uh, that very long period of going to school and not going to school and having a, having a family and kids and having a divorce and then getting remarried and so a lot of life has happened in between yeah. my studies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a good thing about like the Futuring Offering program is you express it. Like you use the rhythm word and it's expressing it, but it makes it more real. Mm. You, dig, you get feedback instantly from yourself, like yeah. when you write something. Yeah. You know, even if you make like an error, sometimes you catch it instantly when you're writing and then you make space. It's the same with your thoughts. Like you, you express it, you search for something, and then you just get it back. I think yeah, that's you, one of the things in the offering program is working really well, or like basically just writing. So you've done the, the future authoring pro or the self authoring program. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done all yeah, three? Yeah. As well, as the, future. the present one was easy. I've done that basically before without like writing. Mm -hmm. The past one was kind of, kind of easy as well, because you know, 
you've done it. You know, you, you just write down what you have done. <laughs> and then the future one was the more interesting part because then you really have to start fishing. Like, okay, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not an easy answer to, to or like a question you can answer easily. Mm. So, but it was useful. So, yeah. yeah, I found myself, um, I'm a pretty methodical person and future authoring was the one I wanted to do the most. And they, he does say you can do whichever one that you want, but yeah. I'm like, I don't want to cheat. I felt like that was <laughs> cheating. So I did start with the past and it's very interesting when you try to write your life. The, the, the past authoring program has you just kind of write your own history, right? Yeah. Express everything that you can think of uh, in different, he calls it epochs or epochs of life. Um, and you get to decide. And it, it was a very interesting journey. Some of the things that you start to remember that you haven't thought about in years and time. years and yeah. years, right? And to try to, um, try to remember and reintegrate those parts of yourself and those memories and to see them in a new light. Because, yeah. you know, many of those things happened when I was a child. And now I have, I'm a different person than I was before. And I have different and new insights and looking back on some of those things, it's just like, I never really understood some of the meaning of that. And some more meaning is now being added into that. So it's, it's just a very interesting experience. Well, and also your memories change. Mm. Like people say the past is the past, but the past changes all the time. So when you get older, you know, you look back at it, you know, the story is completely different. It's not the same story anymore. Sure, the details are often the same, but yeah, it's it's the same thing with books. If you reread a book, it's completely different if you read it after a couple of years. Mm. You see things you never saw before. Yeah. yeah. Or you you see them completely different now. Yeah. But it was useful for you to do the offering program. It was. It's interesting that you say the, the present or the current, whichever one it's called, past is it past, present, future? Yeah. Yeah. The present authoring program, that was the most difficult for me because as I said, future was the one I wanted to do the whole time. Yeah. And once I got to present, I was like, oh, this I just want to get on to future. And so it was yeah. it was very much a struggle to to really think through what my strengths and what my weaknesses are and try to write those down and try to honestly write, okay, what things are you going to try to do to uh, improve? I don't know if I'm remembering it right. Yeah, and you needed to rank them, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh, and that was the most difficult. It's like, yeah, probably this is number one then. And then you're like, nah. And then you're like, just like going. Yeah. But probably I, the most important thing is just do it. Just go. Yeah. And I probably didn't do the best job that I could on it, oh, but no, I, no. I made an effort. And then uh, once I got to the future, that's where I felt like uh, the past and the future were my favorites of, of going through that exercise mm-hmm. because I was able to, you know, as I mentioned before, establish some real goals. Um, some of them were goals that I would do daily. Some of them were, were more long-term things to aim for. And so, you know, I did complete that, um, that two-year degree. I, uh, uh, writing out the Bible, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Some people don't know this. It was, it came out in one of my conversations with Paul Vanderclay. I've talked to him a couple times now and, uh, I, um, I decided probably two years ago now to start 
handwriting the Bible. And uh, I decided to use the, um, the message version. It's more of like a, 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 common, a common way of speaking, uh, English version. And um, so, yeah, I've been doing that for a couple of years. That's, that's one of the things that I made as a goal, just to continue to do that as a daily practice for, for the rest of my life. Um, and, uh, it's, it's basically contemplating on it also? It's sometimes it is time for it. So sometimes it is. Sometimes it's sometimes I only have like 10 minutes to go sit down and do it. And I'm not a very fast writer. I'm not trying to get through it quickly. There's no, there's no deadline on it. It's just daily practice. Just do it. Whatever happens, happens. Sometimes I'm not even paying attention to what I'm writing. Sometimes, sometimes I go, yeah. And I try not to, I try not to be hard on myself because it's just like, no, this is just something that you do. And, um, it's just, it's just a practice. And, um, well, and if there's something that grabs your attention, it grabs you. Yeah. 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 So how far do you get, are you in now? I am, so I started in Genesis. I'm just moving through book by book. Um, and I actually, I haven't done it today. I need to do it <laughs> before the day's over. <laughs> or the world will end. Well, you can <laughs> um, also do it, do it live nowadays. You know how to live stream, so. Yeah, that's right. I can start live streaming for, <laughs> okay, guys, this is, uh, this is high entertainment. Just want me, watch me uh, write this out. No, uh, I think I'm in Judges chapter seven. So I've made it all the way through um, the first five books of the Old Testament, which, man, Leviticus and Numbers, that was some... <laughs> that was yeah, I'm not tough, too familiar with the Bible yet, so tough road to tread. Yeah. Um no, that that's interesting though. So I I guess I will steal a Job question and say what what brought you to the Discord? How did you get into all of this? Uh it was a, an accumulation of a lot of things and eventually of course the YouTube algorithm, but uh when I when I got back from the Netherlands, I I think for Vicky said like the perfect word in episode 33 or 34 of his uh, series, the word domicide. It means the destruction of home. And that basically happened when I got back home. So that sounds kind of weird now I'm saying it out loud. Yes, explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for since an age of about 12, I think, I really wanted to travel, like just explore the world. Basically, that's why I chose the degree I did, like international business studies, just to get out there. And so you go, you know, and you get in it. It's a different lifestyle if you're, on, if you're traveling. So I did like studies, work, and just travel abroad. And then eventually I got to Guatemala, stayed there for a couple of months. And... You know, it was like the perfect place to be. Like, like Peterson sometimes said, like, you know, you're at the right place, right time, you know, with the right people, you're doing the right thing. You know, everything comes together and you have this like kind of infinite energy. Like an eternal life, so-called. Like no matter what kind of obstacle or what kind of thing you're, you're going to meet today, you can give 100% of yourself to it. Like there's never a moment you're like, Phew. like everything was like, like a little heaven on earth, so to speak. Mm. But the problem is you can't contain it. So eventually, you know, you have to leave, you have to go. 
So when I got back home, you know, you, you go back to the studies, the first months are all going fine, but then eventually, you, you know, it starts to get shaky. So then you start searching because you're like, wait, I have to do this, but I can't do it. But at the same time, I'm, my, I want to do this. You know, you're like in between things. Like the uh, agent arena relationship is completely wrong. Like I, I told Joke that same, like, it was like I was like playing Wimbledon, basically, like nicely playing tennis and suddenly I get back home in a football stadium. And then you have the tennis racket in your hand and you just can't put it away. Like mm. you want to keep it. So then, uh, you know, you start searching. So you, you, you just search for stuff and then you, you, you know, you get the personality tests, you get, uh, and then, you know, you start conversing with people. I used a lot of writing. So I, I love the uh, stoic writers like uh, Seneca, uh, Marcus Aurelius, uh, the French one, uh, Montaigne, those writings, you know, trying to, to write letters or like try to essays. And then eventually somebody posted on one of the forums I was on a Peterson uh, video. And then that caught my attention and, and you start watching these maps of meanings, uh, lectures. And then Verveke came up at one point somewhere. Oh, no, not Verveke, but uh, Paul came somewhere, of course, in the recommendation on YouTube. And the first video I didn't really like, like I just watched like 10 minutes. I was just like, strange guy. And then, you know, he popped up again. I think it was Joe, the second conversation or third conversation with him. And, you know, you're like, oh, he sounds Dutch. <laughs> so you, you, you know, you're already like a little bit more intrigued. And I love listening to conversations. Like that's, that's the main appeal for me. Like in, in, on this channel, the conversations are the ones I really like love to tune into. So yeah, then, you know, start watching that. And then suddenly the Discord came up and I was just like, why not? So um, that's how I got there. Yeah. I remember um, my first, my first uh, introduction to Paul was through the, the YouTube algorithm and it, it was his uh, conversation with Jordan Peterson. That was the first thing that YouTube mm -hmm. showed to me. And as I told Paul, I was like, Ugh, pastor talks to Jordan Peterson. Who is this pastor that's weaseled his way into talking to Jordan Peterson? So of course I click on it and I'm very, you know, looking at it with a with suspicion and what is this about what is he going to try to pull on jordan peterson kind yeah. of thing <laughs> and then i watch it and i'm like huh he's wait a second he's talking about c.s lewis of course that gets my attention and <laughs> yeah. yeah you're a big fanboy i've heard yeah i'm a big c.s lewis fanboy um um but yeah, so I watched that and then um, I decided to watch another one of Paul's videos because I said, let's see what this guy's about. And I didn't, I wasn't really all that enthused about his, the, the next video of Paul's that I watched. I can't even remember what it was, but, um, but they kept, they kept popping up in the algorithm. It's just like, wait a second, you watch, you know, it's like you get infected once you click on one video yeah. on YouTube, the algorithm's got you. It's like, oh, you well, like this. <laughs> that's the worst thing sometimes you have like a video like you know it's just like for the first time you get trapped into it by the uh -huh. titles or some clickbait and you yeah. press it and then every day you see them and it's just like no not interested not interested and then after like a few days they're finally gone it's yeah. so funny um like my son doesn't doesn't live uh at home with with us anymore he's 22 um but there was a time where uh 
uh, what? Are, so he has like we'll we'll watch YouTube sometimes on the on our television in the living room, which is hooked up mm -hmm. to the the PlayStation. And there was one day where my son had his own PlayStation hooked up to the the television in the living room, mm -hmm. and we just I decided I wanted to show him something on YouTube. I can't remember what it was. Um, but I pulled it up and I played it and I was playing it on his YouTube <laughs> account. So of course I contaminated his algorithm and he, he was telling me for weeks, he's like, this, all this junk just keeps getting thrown at me now. And I was just like, it's all because you, you watch that video on my account. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not watching it. Uh, he is not, um, he's aware of Jordan Peterson. Um, he appreciates some things about him. Um, he's also suspicious of some of the political things about Peterson. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, he's also prone to, uh, like it's, it's very hard to explain to people who have a, a very, I mean, I don't mean shallow in a, in a derogatory sense, but in a, in a more literal sense, uh, as in, you know, a pool of water. Mm -hmm. They have a very shallow level understanding of Peterson, or they only see one aspect of Peterson. And so that is what Peterson is in their mind, right? And um, I wouldn't say that my, well, I bring that up because, you know, a lot of the media outlets that cover Peterson regardless of if you have a mainstream media opinion or, or not, nobody dives as deep into Peterson as Paul Vanderclay has that I've seen out there besides some of the other weirdos like us that talk about it. Yeah, I just want to say there are probably a lot more, but there, there are a lot more, but as far as people who talk, who talk about it and publish content about it, there's yeah. not a whole lot of people that are um, out there producing something, whether it be the written written media or television or YouTube for that matter. Um, besides Paul, I, I would say that he is the quote unquote media authority <laughs> on, on Jordan Peterson of, of people who, who publish things. Um, and so back to my son, I would say, you know, he, he only, he only goes so far with it because he does have certain, um, and like you said, rightfully so, some of the political things you should be wary of. And, and for me, um, I'm not really interested at all in much of what Peterson has to say politically. Um, no, I, I do find him to be, um, in some cases, you know, uh, ideological on certain things, and he complains about ideologies. And um, that tells me that he's human because I do the same thing. You know, I complain about certain things that I see in people or things that bother me. And when I really start to reflect on it, I'm like, yeah, I do those things too. <laughs> uh, I don't have that problem. <laughs> uh. right. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, like, especially because his politics, you know, he got dragged into the view, most likely. Like, I don't know, like, how the first million watchers of his got there. Like, I was a little bit later, I think. Mm -hmm. So, but, 
his maps of meaning. That one was for me really interesting. I love those. I love the stories. Like, you know, yeah, I love the reading as well. So, you know, it's already like a one plus one. It's, I, I still have not um, read the book. I listened to 12 Rules for Life. Um, I have, I want to do maps of meaning, but I want to do it justice because I know it's so dense and I know it's so um, weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't it. read the book though. I yeah. only watch the lectures. You watch the lectures. So I watch the original uh, Harvard lectures because as I mentioned before, I'm pretty methodical. I decided I just want to watch all of Jordan Peterson's content in the order that it was posted on his channel. <laughs> so that's the farthest that I've gotten on his channel is through all of his Harvard, Harvard um, maps of meaning. I am looking forward to getting to, to some of his more recent maps of meaning lectures and his personality series and all that. But I fear that I'll never catch up because um, the most of the time that I would listen to content is on my commute. Um, and I changed jobs this past spring as well, right after I graduated and my, my mm. workplace is now a lot closer to home. And so I don't have a lot of time on the road oh, anymore. Damn. I know. <laughs> Everybody's like, that's great. And I say, well, it, it would know. seem so, but now I can't uh, educate myself anymore. <laughs> well, you can still drive like a few more rounds. Yeah, yeah, or drive really slow. <laughs> like on the parking, <laughs> on the park spot. <laughs> I'm just looking for a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. And with regarding to your son, it's probably you know those things. It's also like the same with the people who are going to have like the deep understanding of of Peterson. It also has to come at the right time. Mm -hmm. Like if I would, if it would have been like three years earlier, it probably would not have caught my attention anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's with a lot of those things. Like sometimes you also pick a book, and like after one chapter, you're like, nah. And then two years later, you pick it up and you're like, yes, best book ever. Mm -hmm. Why did I wait? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those things happen also. So, so do you have like a vision of like what, what to continue on with the, the Discord channel, these conversations, like, what, like what, what you want to accomplish with it? Like how you would like to see it evolve? I really don't. It's funny that you ask that because the the Discord conversations and the channel, you know, that we post these videos on, videos mm. on the Randos United. I couldn't tell you where the idea to even create that channel came from. It was just it was on a whim uh, that I created it. Uh, there's there's a conversation that Paul, my last one on one conversation with Paul. Um, I, I look back on it now. Shelley pointed it out. She said. I'm watching this now and, and you guys are talking about what we're doing here on the discord. And, you know, just then we had started having offline conversations with each other. Like um, Job and I started having some conversations offline. Job, Luke and I would get together for some discussions and we weren't recording any of it. And then it just, it just started organically happening. Um, you know, we, we, we finally decided, okay, let's record one. And, um, I had, I had a thought at some point after watching the conversations on Paul's channels, I think it was after, I think it was sometime after Eric's conversation. And this is ironic because I've never talked to Eric other than just briefly interacting on, um, the discord, his, his handle on the discord is Eins Null, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's talked to Paul a couple of times. 
And I just remember getting this feeling after watching one of his conversations of, I would like to talk to the people that Paul is talking to. Mm. Um, and I can't remember if this was before I had met Job in person or after, because he came to Texas for a, a conference and we met up in Austin. And um, I can't remember how it all flows together. But, uh, yeah. um, you left me also to like a few of the meetups in the US or? There's a meetup here um, that's about a 30 minute drive from where I live uh, mm -hmm. at an Orthodox church. Um, Father David Lewis, he's on the Discord, but he's, he's not very active on the Discord. Mm -hmm. He leads a, uh, a Jordan Peterson meetup every two weeks. And it falls on a day where, because of the time that I have with my family, uh, it's only if I have nothing with my family that I'm able to attend the meetup. So I've probably been about five or six times over the past year. Um, oh, that's quite a decent number. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've, I'm familiar with um, some of the people in that meetup, but we don't, we don't really interact all that much. I, I lamented about this in, um, there's another channel on the Discord called Jordan Peterson Meetup Leaders or something like that. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I talked about in there um, this past week about how, um, and then I also wrote about it again on the promos discussion, um, how I just feel more connected uh, to people on the Discord than I do to any group of people in real life besides my family, right? Yeah. And I've, I've noticed this phenomenon for a long time because I, I attend church. I've been attending church for the majority of my life. You know, there have been periods, maybe two to three to four year periods, maybe a little bit longer where I just didn't go to church at all a couple of different times. But the vast majority of my life, I've, I've attended church pretty regularly on, uh, you know, the Sunday service. So once a week. And... I usually get to, to know the head pastors uh, a little bit where, you know, sometimes we'll meet for coffee or we'll, we'll have lunch together. And I remember several years back, I was talking to the, the lead pastor of the church that I currently attend. He's no longer the lead pastor, but I was telling him, you know, the people, the people that I work with and that I see most days of the week consistently those are the people who are my best friends. You know, I worked at my prior job for over 20 years and those are some of my strongest bonds or, or a couple of the people that I just got to know working with and being presented with challenges that we were able to overcome so, in some cases yeah. and sometimes be defeated, but we were all working through it together, you know, and that's, that's similar to a family is you, you face certain things. There are certain trials and struggles and there are triumphs and, and those are the things that, that bind you together. And, and I was telling my pastor, I said, you know, I just, it's, there's something that feels, I don't know if it, it's a bad thing, but it's something that I, that I long for that the community that I have at church, that the bonds could be that strong. And I only have time to make my way to church once a week and we're there for an hour mm -hmm. and it's not, there are rituals, you know, that you go through. There's like, there, there's a liturgy. There's a, there's, there, there are things that you do. You know, you go there in my particular church there. It starts with singing. And after the singing, 
the pastor comes out and delivers a message. And then after the message, there's um, an invitation, you know, for prayer or things like that, where people can come up to the altar and, and start praying and have people come alongside them and pray with them if they like, or, but it's, it's, it's all very contained and it's very, um, there is a, there's certainly a methodology to it. Um, there's a pattern. And then, you know, there's, there's a little bit of singing that happens after that. And then the pastor comes out and gives like a, in church language and some more high church traditions, it's called a benediction where it's like a, a blessing, you know, go out into the world and, you know, be <laughs> fruitful isn't the right word, but um, go out and make a difference is yeah. kind of the way to bring it into a common parlance. But, um, but then that's it. And then everybody kind of goes their separate ways. And, and I was telling who was I saying this to? It was in my, it was in my JBP um, leaders uh, channel. You can go read it. It's in there somewhere. But um, I was saying if I, if I were to see somebody from the discord uh, at church on a Sunday, I would immediately be like, Hey, how's it going? I'd be excited, you know? Yeah. And it's not that I'm not excited to see, <laughs> not excited. It's the, it's not that I don't like seeing the people that I see at church every week, but I don't have a, a, a weekly consistent daily consistent touch point with them. I have a weekly consistent touch point. Isn't and, it more like you, you don't create stories with them? Right. I, well, it's interesting though. I, I don't create deep stories with them. We do have stories yeah, okay. together, right? We do see each other. We do, we are familiar with, the different message, the message that we hear each week. So we have that, that common touch point. We see each other. We're involved in this pattern where we come together. But then when we go out, you know, we're not creating those stories with them. Like we're, we're not doing life together. We're doing something different at church. Uh, and it's not to say that it's not life, but it's, and I don't it's, think that it's, it's fair. It's more like me. the encounter like in the supermarket. Yeah, and, and but I was about to say it's not fair for me to call that not deep either, but I don't feel like it's involved. There's there's a depth there beyond um, an articulable knowledge, I suppose. But it's more of that symbolic depth. It's more of that we know not what it is necessarily that we're doing, um, even for for Christian traditions like that are more Protestant and are trying to strip all the symbolism. I'm not being, I'm probably not, it's sounding like I'm not being charitable with my language. I'm not trying to be uncharitable, but yeah, of course. to say, let's not have, let's not have idols. Let's not have symbolism. This is all, this is very real. Jesus walked the earth literally. And that's what we need to adhere to. And I, I don't disagree with that, but um let's not go so far. Let's not go off into this symbolism where it's not real anymore and it doesn't make a difference. You know, I think, I think that's at the heart of the, at least the Protestantism that I've been exposed to is um, we have to, we have to stay anchored to the literal as we understand it or else it all falls apart. It all dissolves and none of it is true and all that. And, and um, this, this thing that we have that happens each week is there's, there, that's one of the reasons why I go to church each week is because it is doing something to me. And that's about as far as I can go with explaining it. I don't know how I can't explain it on a, 
on a, any kind of academic level. I'm sure several people could or could make an attempt, but I would say even then, you're not, you're not getting at all of it. Um, there's probably, you're, you're just getting at the tip of the iceberg, and I don't know that we could ever uncover that iceberg. I think it infinitely goes down. So that's with most things. You can't really explain it all the way down. Right. Uh, no, that's interesting. Like, I think that's often the case. There's just different relationships to different bonds, and some just catch you like immediately. It's like sometimes you even like a stranger, you have like a few minutes talk, mm. and the person is always somewhere in your mind. Like, you know, you walk somewhere and you see a certain kind of event, and you're like, you're reminding it again. And other times you speak people even daily, and it's just like, if they would disappear, it's, 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 it's not anything significant to you. Mm -hmm. Like it's not feeling like a big loss. Right. Like it's not that you, you want them gone, but it's just like, it's, there's nothing that deeply impacts you. Uh, but we had it, uh, I think a good example would be like, uh, when I was in Canada, we had the Calgary floods. And basically across my street today, we were going to be evacuated, the whole neighborhood. And I was living in a basement. So, you know, it's <laughs> you like, oh, you're out. fine. You can see, sit there, just your like neighbors, just across the street, they have to leave. And I was like, okay, it sounds good. I will just push everything a little bit up. <laughs> but, you know, then, you know, you have the floods going on and then, you know, it, you get this big cleanup and you just like, you know, you just try to help people. And then you just have the street and we were like, just like, clearing things up and then you know some of the of the people were going to get some hamburgers the barbecue was on you're just talking then and then you work a little bit further but you you have this without knowing each other's name you have a certain connectedness and you feel that in the whole city the whole city is suddenly changed by, by a small or like pretty big event but an event like that and you know it's 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 that struggle that you go to get to get it like you you work towards something and you create this bond. It's just, it's, I think that's always the case. And then some, some things are completely different than from others. That, um, that experience that brings people together where otherwise they wouldn't come together, that seems to happen in the face of um, some kind of chaos, like a, <laughs> like a flood, yeah. um, the tragedy, you know, um, I just, I remember that feeling of, I don't even know how to put it into words, but when, um, when September 11th happened mm. here in the United States uh, in 2001, um, there was a, I, I remember just feeling like nothing that I had cared about before other than people, but, but nothing that I had interest in. It was just empty. Like that week there was some new album, some new uh, music that had come out of one of my, one of my favorite um, artists and I was listening to it and I was enjoying it that week. And then that happened and just seeing all of that unfold and unfold the way that it did, I, could, I couldn't find any joy in that music anymore. Mm -hmm. In that, when that malaise had kind of come over. Uh, 
So that was one of the things that I felt is kind of that, where is the, is the joy in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also see, I also remember driving in, in traffic um, and things that might have upset me before just weren't upsetting me anymore. No. It, it didn't matter. I, and it didn't matter in like a nihilistic, like nothing matters kind of way, but just like a, it's, it's not important. I'm going to stop. I'm going to be courteous to this person. Everybody's being courteous. Wow. What's going on here? Everybody's being really nice. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting when, when things like that happen, it, it does seem to bring out, um, sometimes the, the best in people when the really meaningful and the really important, the things that are high on the hierarchy, when they get highlighted, sometimes they get highlighted by the worst possible circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's also like, like you said, like chaos, but then also positive chaos sometimes. Like mm-hmm. you have just like something, you know, like, uh, you know, an event is going on and it's just something's going you know, where you don't know what to, what to do exactly. And then you're like there with a few other people and then suddenly you're like, you know what, we can try that. And then you suddenly have this group of people working together to get to the positive thing that's waiting for that, mm. so to speak. Yeah. yeah. No, you, you, you see that on travels a lot. Like, you know, you're waiting for a bus and you know, you don't know when the bus is coming. So you just there with a few people and you're like, you know, you guys didn't miss it, right? I'm not like, no, no, fine. <laughs> and then you're like sitting there for an hour and you're talking and, you know, you make the best out of it. You share the stories and then you finally get on the bus, but then you get to an end point. Nobody knows exactly where to go. Like it's, you know, nowadays, yeah, you can use your GPS, but we didn't always have that. So, you know, you're talking to somebody and you're trying to find a way. And, oh, what hostel are you guys staying? And then, you know, and then... Sometimes you meet them later in your travel, sometimes not. Doesn't matter. But when you see them, it's instantly like a connection. Mm. Like, like you have known each other for like a few years. Yeah, that's interesting. You talk about the bus stop. You know, sometimes strangers are brought together and they're... It happens so much in society, right? Where you're, you're, you're doing this activity and you're doing it to accomplish this goal. And then the goal is either delayed or it's completely shut down. But when you're in that in-between space where you don't know whether or not the goal is still achievable, but you're here with all these people that are trying to accomplish that thing individually, well, then you have this new collective thing in common. And like you said, you make the best of it. And it's, it's, um, I don't, I don't do this, but it just always seems interesting to me. Sometimes the people who create that chaos where they're, where they're intending to have a, a good version of the chaos. Um, and what I mean by that is an example, and I can't remember if I just got this idea or I heard somebody talking about it, but I've, I've never tried it. But there's a part of me that wants to try it. And you imagine yourself in, a, in an elevator, or I think they call it a lift, at least in the UK. Um, I think. <laughs> probably well, getting my, my in the Netherlands wrong. we also call it a lift a lift okay so I'm getting it right um, and imagine that it's full and you're one of the last ones in or, or you're there at the front you're by the door and you know it's going to be a long elevator ride or a long lift ride because it's a very tall building 
And if you're there at the front, you just, you turn around and you just face everyone <laughs> instead of everybody's looking at the door and you just see what happens. <laughs> see if it scares people, see how people respond or, you know, you just start looking at people. I think it's just going to be like one or two seconds awkward. Yeah. And then somebody will pick up on it and then it just goes. Yeah, they, I would. I, I would expect that somebody would smile. <laughs> yeah, what else would you do if somebody suddenly like looks at you straight in the face and elevate? Right. Like, <laughs> I. <laughs> and I know, yeah. I know, I've heard. You know, in some cultures, it's like that is not okay. You do not do that. You know. Well, I already enjoy like saying hi to people in elevator, and then they're already like a little bit like, wait, what? Yeah, what are you doing? No, hang on. <laughs> yeah. You should not be talking here. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the, even on the streets. Like I, I, you grew up in a small village, so you always say hi hello to everyone. Mm. But then even in a big city, if, you know, if it's not crowded and you just walk past by some one person and you just say hi, mm. it's, it's so weird sometimes. But if you nod your head, normally, the guys normally always nod back, like instantly. Mm. Like if it's like some kind of automatic thing you do but oh, okay mm -hmm. or the uh the but saying hi yeah <laughs> but saying hi is taking like a few seconds longer so or they don't do it anymore or you just hear it like somewhere behind you hi yeah you're, you're passing by right yeah <laughs> i'm going yeah. somewhere you're going somewhere i don't want to impede you but i do want to i do want to say hello <laughs> yeah 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 it's weird like in a small village it's just so normal but that's because like you know when i was you know, I, I was young, like when we moved away when I was 10, I think. So you don't know anyone in, in the village except the other children and their parents and brothers, sisters. But everybody in the village knows you. Mm. Yeah, yeah they've, they've known you since before you knew you were there. Yeah. Yeah, you asked me. Um, yeah, what, I was just uh, thinking about like. Is. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking about like, oh yeah, what's what's what, what, what how do you fish in it? And I'm like, wait, we didn't even get to the answer. No, we didn't. <laughs> I I go off on a lot of tangents. Um, but the story that I was telling is, um, I wanted to. Uh, I really felt like I think I want to have conversations with the people who talk to Paul. Hmm. But I'm also very. Um, I'm also very indecisive and how, how do you mean it in what way uh... like um, I'll get a feeling like yeah I feel like I want to do that mm. and then I'll come back later and I'm like oh, I don't really know if I want to do that anymore and so I don't move forward with things yeah and so the the Randos United channel came the impetus for the Randos United channel for me even creating something was I'd like to have conversations with some of the people that Paul talks to and maybe record them and put them out there as well. Mm. Um, but there was nothing more that came about it besides me just setting something up. It, when I set up the channel, it was actually, now that I think about it, after I met with Job in mm. person and he and I tweeted out a, a picture and we tagged Paul Vanderclay and we put a hashtag on there randos unite mm. and 
this was before I thought about setting up the YouTube channel, but once I was setting up the YouTube channel, I was like, huh, randos unite. (laughs) And so, you know, on a whim, I just went ahead and created that YouTube channel with no, no real thought of actually reaching out to anybody and having a conversation uh, or anything like that. And so at some point after that, it was, uh, Paul, I got, I got a, I scheduled a slot to talk to Paul and Luke had actually scheduled a slot to talk to Paul and they both just happened to be, uh, Luke had the first hour that, that Paul had available and I had the second hour that Paul had available. And so we both scheduled our own slots and we knew about it. We knew we were going to be talking to Paul on the same day and we didn't think anything of it. And so I was, um, I also happened to be chatting with uh, direct messaging Job on Twitter. This was before the discord. I'm sure this discord was a, was a glimmer in Joey's eye, but <laughs> we didn't know anything about, I didn't even know what discord was. I'd never heard of it at this point. And um, so I was just messaging back and forth with Job and I told him, Hey, I'm going to be talking to Paul soon said, oh, wow, that's cool. And, and I, I mentioned that Luke was going to be talking to Paul uh, um, the hour before. And uh, Job said something like, we should all talk to Paul. <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. And so uh, Luke still ended up having his one-on-one conversation with Paul. But then, you know, I asked Paul what he thought about it. And I asked Luke if he wanted to join. And um and, uh, or, or he said, you, he, no, this is what Job said. He said, you and Luke should talk to Paul together. Mm-hmm. And, um, I said, oh, that's a great idea. You know what? I'll, I'll ask him about it. And I said, I, I would love it if you would join us too. But I know, you know, my time slot that I have with Paul is in, is in the evening, my time. So I know it's going to be really late for you. So I know that's probably not possible. And um, he ended up making it work. Our conversation went until two in the morning, Netherlands time. <laughs> but uh, well, we, sometimes you have to make a sacrifice. Yeah. And so um, we ended up having that conversation and that conversation is on Paul's channel. It's actually the first video that was ever posted to Randos United as well, at, long mm-hmm. after it had appeared on, um, on Paul's channel. But um, so anyway, we, we had, Randos United had been set up at that point, but, I hadn't thought about what it was going to be, if it was going to be anything. Part of it was just me seeing what's it like to have a YouTube channel. I don't even know how this works. And so part of it was just me learning and and playing with it. And there wasn't really, wasn't really a whole lot to it. I got it set up and okay, it's, it's on. Um, And then Job would reach out to me from time to time after that and say, Hey, do you have any time to talk? And so he and I would just hop on one of these uh, chat calls together impromptu just to talk to him about something that he was working through. Um, And then, you know, I would, I would also text Luke or I would message Luke and I would say, Hey, me and Job are going to talk in a little while or, or Job would say, see if Luke's available. Let's get him on here too. I want to see what he thinks about this. And so we would start to have those conversations and then Probably a, a few weeks after that, Job reached out to me and he said, hey, I've, I've been reading this C.S. Lewis book, A Grief Observed. Um, 
I would really like to see if maybe we could read this together and maybe have a recorded conversation where we're reading through it. Mm -hmm. I said, that sounds great. Let's do it. And um, I had also been talking to Luke about maybe he and I doing some kind of a podcast on the C.S. Lewis Space Trilogy series. And I reached out to Luke and I said, hey, uh, I know we've been talking about wanting to try to get together for the Space Trilogy, but would you maybe be interested in doing this grief observed thing with, um, with me and Job? And he was he like, said, no. <laughs> yeah, he said, absolutely not. I don't ever want to hear from or talk to that Job guy again. As a matter of fact, I don't like anybody from the Netherlands. I can understand <laughs> that part. <though. laughs> no, no, no. Um, he said, yeah, let, let's do it. So we, we set up a time, we did it, we listened to it, uh, or sorry, we, we read through the book and we recorded it. Really, I, wasn't even, I didn't even have a thought on what we were going to do with this recording. You know, Paul at that point had said, maybe if you guys want to have some recordings and send them to me, if I like them, maybe I'll take parts of them and put them on my videos, or maybe I'll put them up on my channel. We, it was all, you know, it was all just, none of this was like, organized or <laughs> thought out. This is what led, your question often, led me to this. <laughs> often that's the best thing. Yeah, it just feels very organic and it's just kind of yeah. happening. And if it falls off, it doesn't matter. And if it continues, it's Right, good. right. So that ended up being the very first um, grief observed uh, episode, conversation, whatever you want to call it, part, yeah. part one. Um, and after we recorded it, Job said, Jeff, throw this up on Randos United. I hadn't even thought about it. I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with Randos United. I had mentioned to him that I'd created it. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so that's, that's actually the first video that was made public on, um, on Randos United. And that's mm -hmm. how it got started. And Paul, uh, tweeted it out. He said, it's happening or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that well, funny. He, he's trying to push it so he can outsource it. Yes. Yes. And it makes <laughs> sense. You know, I, I wouldn't, that, that's one of the jobs I, I think of pastors is not to be a bottleneck to, um, to communities starting. Uh, oh. you know, if the pastor is the only person that I can talk to, then I'm not going to be doing a lot of talking because there's way too many people that, that are in a, in a congregation and there's only one pastor. And so what are you going to do? You could actually outsource them to more pastors, but you still have the same problem. There's just not enough. They're, they're overwhelmed. And so I'm just amazed people always want to talk to pastors. I always yeah. thought that was the scary guy in the church. <laughs> yeah. For some reason I'm, I'm drawn to them because I want to tell them, Hey, you believe all this stuff. You seem to have gotten further than I can get mm -hmm. on some of these things. I want to share some of my struggles with you, you know, tell, how do, how do you overcome this particular thing? You know, yeah. I can't, I can't see any further than this. I have this obstacle in my way. How, how are you seeing it? How did you get there? And so sometimes it's more about just uh, good pastors, just let you sit there and talk and you work through that's the all, answer yourself. The best thing. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what I really like about Paul's conversations too. Although, you know, I do tell him, I want to hear you talk more often. <laughs> Well, he, he has his own thought bubble talk uh, converse, or like conversations with himself, basically. Like he does. He, he has jumps his monologues. up, goes between his own mind. Yeah. And I don't, I really appreciate the fact that he could do that. You know, I've, I've considered posting myself on uh, this channel, uh, just talking about things, but I've never even sat down and tried to do it. I, I can't imagine just sitting there 
talking through all of these different thoughts that are firing. It's like, I, I need somebody to like, give me something. I need, I need to be able to hit the ball back and forth. And, and Paul does that with videos that he's been watching and that that's how he, he brings them about. And he does do, obviously he does preparation before he does his monologue videos. But, um, you know, I, I've thought about that, but, but, um, one of the things is, eh, I feel like this is more of like a communal channel. I don't need to be <laughs> using it as, as my outlet. If I were to do something like that, I, I feel yeah. like I would need to create um, my own channel. I feel like it would be taking advantage of a, of a, an audience that kind of just came together uh, through this discord. And I don't know, something just doesn't feel right about it. Maybe I, I've had people tell me, no, nah, just go ahead and put content out there. But it's one of those things where it's just like, eh, I don't know. Um, and I don't really feel like I could do it uh, anyway, but um, I'm, I'm derailing the story. The rest of the story, just to answer <laughs> your question of what do you want to do with all this stuff or what, where, where do you see it going? Um, one of the next things that happened on the timeline was I get this email um, one day and it's from Joey and it's to a group of people who have been on Paul's channel um, saying, hey, we've we've wanted to build you know we we do the meetup in sacramento we really love what it's added to our lives how much meaning that it's brought and joey had a video conversation with paul a couple of them one was a group with the sec some people at the sacramento meetup that were on paul's channel and then another one was just joey's conversation with paul where he said um he had been talking to i can't remember who else it was in the sacramento meetup but we we really feel like this has been so great for us. We feel like we need to share this with others. And so that's manifested itself in different ways for, for Joey um, in helping other people start Jordan Peterson meetups um, around, uh, you know, California area. He's, he's been very helpful with um, Sam, Sam Adams on the discord in setting up the Chicagoland meetup. Uh, and I think, probably just sharing offline information. But anyway, I get, I get an email from Joey um, shortly after he, his conversation with Paul posted um, and it's a group message and it says, we're, we're trying to start this, this thing, um, bridges of meaning. Um, and we want it to be a place where people can share ideas and share content and have discussions. And um, we want it to eventually be a, a, a way to, to, to filter towards um, local in-person meetups. Um, but we also wanna have a way for people who are, who are dispersed around the world to talk together and share these ideas and, and a place um, where just all of this can happen, where people can create their own content. We don't wanna own any of it. We want people to have their own things. And if they, if they do things on Bridges of Meaning, um, it's, it's going to be for the person who made it, if they want to take it someplace else, or if they want to have their own channels. And, uh, I'm probably butchering this, Joey, if you're watching it, but <laughs> it was, it was something like that. And then, um, he shared that they had, they had started a, a discord server and, um, he invited uh, a group of us to log into it and start messing around with it and see what it was like. And so that's mm -hmm. how the discord got started. But that, that, wasn't the, that wasn't the launch of it. That's actually a, a different server. It was almost like a beta. Yeah, just a um, test case. Yeah, just a test case. And we could play around with it and see how it worked. And so we, we chatted on there a little bit. And then um, 
uh, he worked with Paul to, um, to promote it and launched the version of the Discord server that we have today. And um, yeah, when Paul first introduced that, it just, it took off, you know, everybody yeah. was, everybody was so hungry to be able to, to have these conversations because there's just, you know, I think it's a, it's a common theme uh, that people have said, I just don't feel like I can talk to anybody about this. Um, there are people in my life who are smart. There are people in my life who care about me. There are people in my life who I interact with, but they're just not interested in, they, they don't have the, who said this? I can't remember if it was Joe or Joey or if it was Tyler or if it was somebody else, but they said, you know, you, you have that, you have to have all of this background, this, this backlog of information and videos and familiarity sometimes as the barrier of entry into these type of conversations. Um, and that's really hard to find someone on the street or was exactly that, that you interact yeah. with at work and just say, yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking about, um, existential angst <laughs> just the other day and you know it's it's hard it's hard to have that that common uh it it's so nice when you can just like jump into the conversation and people also have the same common um this same interest to explore the same interest and they've also seen this part of the story as well like the story that we are living in you know oh, you've seen that too, or you, you know that part of it. You know what I'm talking about when I say this. I don't have to spend 20 minutes trying to explain it and not doing a very good job and potentially turning you off by... Most likely. <laughs> by miscommunicating it or communicating it 100% correct. And you're just like, yeah, yeah it doesn't really interest me. So this, um, it's a very good sorting mechanism where it, it comes through Paul and then gets there and... And what's, what's very interesting is something that has happened recently with um, Thought Journey, uh, Charlie on the Discord yeah. server, and Voth in particular, right? Um, they have only known each other on Twitter, and they follow Andrea, Andrea with the Bangs, mm -hmm. who is someone that um, I can't remember how Paul stumbled across her. It may have been through Benjamin Boyce. I can't remember for sure, but... She ends up having a conversation with Paul. She posts it on her channel. She promotes it on her Twitter. People who follow her on, on Twitter watch it. And then that's how Voth and, and Thought Journey got into the Discord. And so yeah. it's a little bit of a different avenue. Now, they are familiar with Peterson. They do follow Peterson. They're intrigued by Peterson. Uh, they appreciate Peterson. But they had no idea who Paul Vanderclay was. Mm -hmm. And so they well, end up they there. Good, they were good additions. Yeah, absolutely. They end up there and they end up enriching, you know, our conversations and we end up introducing, you know, things to them. You know, they find it, they're like, oh, wow, there's this whole, look under this rock. There's all of these weirdos yeah. squirming around down here talking about all these <laughs> things that interest me as well. So I guess, I guess, um, what do I have in mind next? Um, I don't really know for sure. I, I'm a, I want to see what happens, but I also like the idea of people coming in from different avenues, um, but still having a, the similar feel to the Discord server that we yeah. have, where people want to have honest and want to have, um, they want to have fair-minded and good faith conversations. Uh, and, you know, they want to take, they want to, 
they want to assume the best in others as they're expressing themselves. And, you know, that's something that's hit or miss, uh, miss more often than hit on places like Twitter and other social media platforms. Um, but that's one thing is to, is to have other people come in. Um, and then seeing where this thing is going, I don't, I don't know. I, I did talk about, you know, wanting to have something more tied in, um, somehow maybe linked to my church to start having like a, a meetup there or something. I don't know exactly what, um, how that relates to this. Like, I mean, I would love it if people from my church found this interesting and they would all start coming in and talking yeah, in our discord server, because then that would, for me, selfishly, that would be the, the daily connection point yeah. where I could start having more of these kind of conversations um, when it's convenient through these virtual tools. Which, which also, it would, I was just going to say real quick, it would, it would, it would create that hook that I was talking about where, Oh, if I saw people at church from the discord, I, there would be a, a more of a level of excitement. And so maybe that's what I'm trying to do next for myself. Selfishly is I want to bring more people from my, walking around IRL life yeah. into the discord and have them come in. And, you know, it's almost like a, a an in and an out kind of thing. Do you, do you also have like a, a certain group of people you, you think like you, you would not like to go in there because you would like to keep them separate in their own space that you have with them right now. Yeah. I think there's a I can see with friends, for example, I'm fine with, how we do like you know we talk about football all the fun stuff you know it's good and but i know they are not interested in this and mm -hmm. i'm not really interested to pull them in like you know you know the funny thing is sometimes you now notice like something happens or something and there's like something popping up a little bit and then there's like something you just talked about or something in the discord and then you're like this might help mm -hmm. but it's not really like you know you I would love to see them just join the discord because I would like them to have them there and have these conversations with them. It's just yeah. like, maybe one day they, they will get into this topics. I'm there. Otherwise I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense because I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, sometimes the discord is a place where I can talk about things and work things out. Um, mm. that will help me in other spheres in other, um, in other social spheres, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm working that out over here. And until I feel like I have a better understanding of what's even going on over here, would I even want to talk about it in this context over here? So yeah, that, that's a great point. Yeah. Like you throw something on the discord and then you walk into church and everybody's like, you really said that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait, you, you don't believe in God? <laughs> <laughs> and then your house gets swarmed right people are trying to convert you and like no 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 you don't no you don't even understand what i meant by god in that when i was writing that that thing out that's not what i meant by god well, what do you mean by god how could you mean anything different by god <laughs> well then you have the conversations we have yeah yeah it's just like sometimes i feel like yeah people are probably just too just like I don't even want to talk. That just exhausts me to talk about that. I've got enough. I've got enough that I focus my attention on already. It's interesting. Um, 
Rob, I think it's Rob Toonstra. He's a, a pastor friend of um, Paul Vanderclays. He's been on his channel before. He has his own channel where he talks to people too. Um, in one of his, it might've been the only conversation that he posted with Paul or that Paul posted with him on, on Paul's channel. He mentioned types of people in his church. Um, there are some type of people who would be interested in talking about this kind of stuff. And um, I found it fascinating and I think true where he said, and there are other people who don't want to talk about this stuff and they are opposed to talking about it. And there's nothing wrong with them. It's just to them, these kind of conversations are um, in opposition to and actually tear down their faith and make it harder for them to um, it make their spiritual life much more difficult and could make it start to crumble in certain ways. Now, there are some people who would argue. That's good. That's good. That needs yeah. to happen. Like, um, oh, I forget his name. He's actually the one who asked for the Jordan Peterson leadership um, channel to be created. Pete, one of Paul's other uh, ministry CRC friends. Mm. He's been on Paul's channel once before, too. You know, he would, he would be the one who said, yeah, that's what we need to do. You know, yeah. we need to, we need to break down these, these false idols. Um, and I, Direct them a, through the mods and see if they rise up again. Right. Right. It's whatever, whatever's left standing is what's there. So let's work yeah. with whatever's left standing. There's a, there's a, um, there's a spirit of finesse and a spirit of uh, geometry. I think that you have to apply whenever you're, yeah. you're approaching things that way. And I, I think it's very, um, I think it's very wise to uh, use both of those tools <laughs> whenever yeah. you're dealing with people. Well, that's it. Like every person has his own way to go. Like you, you can try to tear everybody down, but it's, it's probably not going to work out for everyone. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, like you need to give the breadcrumbs. Like you have to have this conversation with the people that really need them. Mm. And then people got to make mistakes. Like you, you, you sometimes give the crumbs to the wrong persons. Sometimes you forget somebody. Happens. Yeah. Right. That's, that's where you've got to uh, trust that things are going to be okay. You don't have to do it all. <laughs> well, you know, that's often, of course, the case. Like, you know, you get the things in your life that eventually had to happen. Like, you know, if it didn't happen yesterday, it would probably happen like next week. Like, you know, you have sometimes those events, you just know... It had to happen in a certain time period. Yeah, like, and the faster, oftentimes is even better, but you know, sometimes you have to have those three years to do nothing or like stagnate in something and then suddenly be banged on the head to really get you moving. But well, eventually you, it will come. You think about, you know, things like this will drive you crazy if you start thinking about, um, oh, that could have, what if things had happened that way? You know, how, yeah. how different would things be? And sometimes, sometimes it's things where you think, I really missed out on what that thing was. And I think I have the general approach of, you know, if I missed out on it, I missed out on it. It, it wasn't yeah. meant to be kind of thing, right? It's, it's, I guess it's kind of a Calvinist approach, but I, I, don't, I don't know what I think about Calvinism. I just think that, um, I just think that, what's going to happen is what's going to happen. And 
in the moment, I have the opportunity to act and um, make certain things happen. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's that it's that yeah yeah both both and but um, one example of that that I wanted to share really quick that I look back on, and it's it's not that I had any kind of huge opportunity. I was just um, thinking about time and place. Um, so I live. Um, I live around Dallas, Texas. So I live in one of the towns like surrounding this big Metroplex area. And we have a professional basketball team called the Dallas Mavericks. Um, really their star player right now is a year. He's from, he's from uh, Slovenia, mm -hmm. uh, Luka Doncic, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. I don't know them anyway. <laughs> anyway, we have uh, real sports, <laughs> right? Like uh, football. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Dallas Mavericks are owned by a billionaire, uh, a guy named Mark Cuban. Um, and back in the late nineties, Mark Cuban made really the bulk of his fortune off of a startup company that he created in Dallas right around the time, you know, when I was in and out of college and had no aim and didn't know what I was going to do and had no commitments. All I needed to do was just have a job and have a place to stay. Um, and I remember at this specific time when he had this startup going, um, I was working at a hotel. Um, I was working for below minimum wage, but you were allowed to do that because you could also make tips. I was basically a valet that would go park cars and bring them back up. And I would, I would work as like a bellhop and things like that. And so it wasn't anything magnificent. It wasn't anything that you couldn't say no thanks to. Well, just, just 30 minutes away over in, in Dallas, he had this startup company going where um, it was in the days before streaming, video and streaming audio on the internet. It was in the early days of the internet. And um, he got this idea because uh, he, was, he was from a different state and he had a favorite um, college basketball team that he wanted to be able to listen to their games on the radio. But because it was all local and he couldn't listen to it down here in Dallas, there was really no way for him to do it. Well, he figured out a way to get the, the local radio broadcast over in the state of Indiana through the internet and stream it down here to Texas. So he found a way to do that on the internet for, for streaming audio to happen. And he created this, um, he created this uh, internet radio company where the selling point was, hey, if you're, if you're a transplant that lives here, you can listen to your local radio stations that are on the other side of the country where you can get a little bit of taste of home through the internet. Very useful. He built that company. He ended up selling it to Yahoo for $6 billion. Yeah. At the time when he started the company, he didn't have enough money to really pay his employees. So he would pay them in food. He would pay them in, you know, tacos <laughs> each day. <laughs> but people would show up. He had somebody that would just run, you know, they had they a fax had machine. To, you had to have people who believed in the same thing. Right. But it, but it was it was people who who really didn't have anything else, you know, they were just, they were just looking for something to do. Mm. And I was thinking, man, if I, if I had just been 
kind of, I was there, I was in the right position, uh, the right station in life to be able to figure something like that out. You know, yeah. I could have maybe found somebody to live with. The point being is the people who were working there in the beginning, all of them became millionaires. He, he rewarded them when he sold the company by giving them all the people who were, even the person who was like uh, the assistant that would get faxes off of the fax machine and make sure that they were organized and, and yeah. distributed to the right people was paid, was paid out at least a million dollars just for being there in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look at things like that and I'm like, oh, if I, if I looked at it from one perspective, if I were there, <laughs> you know, my life would be so much different. It would be so much quote better, but who knows, who knows how better it would be. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have been like a famous YouTube star like you're now. Yeah. Well, I'm famous only by knowing people like uh, Paul and Luke and uh, Joe. <laughs> I know Job, So there, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I could get in. I can, all doors open for me. If I just say, Joe, I know Job. Yeah. I, I just used it yesterday. We went to a restaurant. I just say, I, I know Job. <laughs> like, oh yeah. The tap's still open. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, you know, who knows? I, I probably wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have uh, met my first wife. I wouldn't have my kids. Would I have my kids? I wouldn't have met my second wife were it not for mm -hmm. my divorce. You know, mm -hmm. all of these things, they all work together. They're all these intertwined narratives where the story that I am in and that I am living, it would, it would not be what it is today had all of the things that had happened not happened the way that they did. It's, it's all connected. Yeah. Well, that's the thing was, well, Peterson, of course, often says is like, there's meaning in everything you do. Mm. And, and, and you have those phases, I think, you know, you should have done them differently, but you only learn that later. Mm -hmm. There's no way to know that before that. Like you probably know it, but you don't really know it. Like there's like a difference between those two things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the embodiment of, of knowing it and just the knowing it from like, oh yeah, this is bad to do. Mm -hmm. The actualization versus the, um, I don't know what the other word for that is, but right. yeah. And, and it's oftentimes it just comes when you, when you're finally ready for it. Mm -hmm. It's like reality will, will snap back when you didn't do something right. <laughs> yeah, it is. They always come back to you. But the funny thing is, I was about to say, but it doesn't kill you when you do something wrong. Well, that's well, not true. Well, it hasn't killed me yet when I've done something wrong. I'll say that. Well, and you're probably being lucky a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, you know, we get into this grief observed series and um, we talk about so much, you know, and we all are, are touched by death. I was, I was, I was recently introduced to, uh, introduced to, I became aware of another friend of mine who was just touched by death in the, in the last couple of months that I haven't been in touch with for a little while, but I just found it out. And, you know, a, a, a sibling of theirs passed away and it's just knowing that death is very real and can happen at any moment like it could happen right this second it's not fun to talk about but <laughs> there's there's it's true and 
Oh, sorry. I'm ahead. not sure yet. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still immortal till proven otherwise. Yeah, that's the other thing is <laughs> it's very weird and I'm probably, I'm probably tempting reality when I say this, but I've always had this sense of, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm going to die. Not ever, but I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like it's going to happen to me just yet. And not so much that I would, that I, that I am reckless or I'm doing things to try to bring it about, but it's just this weird sense of, and watch, I post this and then when you're watching it, I'm already gone. But it's like, I just feel like it's not, it's not time yet. I don't know how to explain it beyond that. Yeah, like I, I used to have the opposite. Like I, I was like in a major surgery when I was 12 years old, which was thankfully I had a weekend doctor because if I had the same doctor, I would probably be sent home and then I would never get back to the hospital. And, and when I was near born, I was near, I nearly uh, was gone. So I always had this feeling like, you know, probably, you know, when I was zero, almost gone 12, so probably 24, but well, we got past that. So I don't know, it, it's, it, now it's not there anymore. But that was, that was one of the things I always wanted to experience things. Like that was the major thing, like experience, find a, find a place to call home sort of thing. Like not a place, but, a state of being to call home is probably the better mm. way to say it. Uh, and then you get to that and then you learn to accept that. Not in a morbid way, but in a, in a, in a way from nothing is really like a must anymore. There's a lot of things to want, but there's not a must anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I will probably become like... Um, I think 97 will be a nice one. <laughs> to make it there? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I think everybody has those periods a little bit. Like, you, how, you, how you feel, like, you know. It's probably never accurate anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, just make sure you don't die tomorrow, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll try not to do anything that... Uh... I know it's fatal. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drive your car. (laughs) See, but I drive my car every day and I haven't died yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) but walking out in front of a car that's, you know, driving very fast, there's probably a good chance that that will be fatal. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to wander out into the middle of a street. (laughs) Well, generally they, they stop for you. That's true. That's true. But if they're going really fast, I'll, I would make it very difficult for them. Yeah. <laughs> no. So did we now get to the answer of the vision? Hmm. I think we touched on a little bit of it. So, but basically in the short term, you would like to have more conversations with Discord members, see conversations between Discord members, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, like when we first launched the Discord, every day, probably for two and a half weeks, I had a, uh, a conversation that somebody wanted to share. And it was mostly mm-hmm. the same people, right? If you, if you go back and you look at the, the yeah. videos posted in order, it's Luke or it's Job or it's Job. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, but, you know if, you, if you find each other at one point, yeah. you know, you have, to, you have the contacts, you know what's going on. And, yep, 
You have to be able to coordinate it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you get into it. And you, you saw that with the voice chat at one point, the same people were always there. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you just have to group. Yeah. So, so I, I'd like to see, well, as far as the Discord goes and as far as YouTube goes, I, I'd certainly like to see more of that. Of course, I would love it um, if we could coordinate some type of a, a meetup um, where everybody could come together. I know that's much mm. more difficult because we're so scattered around the globe. <laughs> you know, we've yeah. got a, we've got a European, uh, we've got a European uh, conglomeration of people and we've got people all over the United States and we've got, you know, people in Africa. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, I, it's hard to pull something like that together. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and and Job is doing his uh, is doing his tour with uh, Paul Vanderclay and yeah. John Van Donk and um, I know he's going to be meeting up with uh, he's going to Arizona. I think they're going to try to they're going to go to Rod Hugan's church and I think Cassidy's going to try to go there to meet up with them. Um, but yeah, I'd love to be able to go on that road trip. I just I can't. Um, they they should at least like every day in the car, you know, do like a little thirty minute like video, yeah. Like, just like okay, we're gonna record that for thirty minutes. They should do a live stream. Well, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like just tune in. Oh, they're doing yeah. nothing again. <laughs> <laughs> just watching them in the car. <laughs> oh, I'm sure with those three, you're not gonna. They're gonna be talking about something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how that grows out of it. Like, if you just imagine, like, suddenly those three people are getting in a car, driving who knows where, mm -hmm. meeting other people who are like, why are you guys here? Yeah. And then there are people coming to see them. That's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're expecting something. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that's a lot of pressure too. Cause they're just like, oh, people are expecting something. We should probably prepare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh -oh. the, the good news is nobody's having to pay. It's not like they're having these, uh, you know, it's not like they're having like a, um, Oh, what do you call it? A, uh, well, just like a ticket. Yeah. Like they're selling tickets cause they're having an event, right? Yeah. There's an event, but it's just, a, it's a meetup type event. So come if you want. <laughs> oh man I don't know that would be in clown world like paying 50 euros to watch those people mm -hmm. well people do strange things anyway so yeah <laughs> I can't see it happen now <laughs> yes uh, you asked where I want to go with this I want to I want to put Randos United behind a paywall I want people to pay to watch these videos and the second you do that it's like zero <laughs> no, no watch no watch <laughs> no views no well, nothing like that <laughs> well, or you get into the algorithm because google is like yeah you got loads of ads in there oh Let's push yeah, them up. true <laughs> <laughs> no that's uh that's one thing that i that i would want to see stay the same is you know there's no it's just whoever's interested just watch it you're gonna get yeah. You're going to get low production, but you're going to get <laughs> hopefully things that you're interested in. And if you're not, you didn't lose anything, but the time you spent <laughs> watching it. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just use the podcast, sit in the sauna, listen to it. Right. And you don't even have to waste time listening to commercials. There you go. 
It's our Sounds gift perfect. to you. Yeah, <laughs> probably the commercials are better, but <laughs> <laughs> probably you'll get higher quality out of the. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, but that would be nice. Like if there would be more conversations to chat. I'm sorry. Say that again. Uh, it would be nice if there would be more conversations coming. Yeah. And be shared. Because those are the, the fun things, you know, or like for me, the interesting things to hear those stories from people. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, those are those are really good because you can find connection points pretty quickly for some people. It's just like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Or other times you'll hear stories and you're just like, I just really that's very foreign to me. I don't. Yeah, I don't get that at all. But what's interesting about those stories, at least in my experience, is sometimes. Things will happen months down the road where it's just like. Oh, that makes more sense now. Yeah. We're talking about in the beginning, right? When you're looking back on your own story, you're a different person. You've had different experiences now and you, you read the same book and you're not reading the same book anymore. You know, it's a different person that's reading the book. Well, and that's it. Like sometimes in, indeed, like in the stories, you, you don't recognize something, but then later on you're suddenly like, oh yeah, now I understand it. And that's a good thing. Like that's why you don't have to, you know, you know, I have it with the Viveki talks, for example. I don't study them. I just listen to it. Like, you know, you see some people who, who talk about, like, taking notes and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, if it's interesting to me, I will pick it up. If not, it's good enough. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some things are, like, very interesting to you from other episodes. You know, I, I normally uh, listen to it when I am go for a run. So sometimes I just tune out completely. Like, you know, you just almost have a car accident. And then you're like, oh. Not listening anymore. Yeah, I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like you just rewind. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You got anything else to talk about or gonna go for a close? I'm sure I could talk about a lot more stuff, but I would need prompts. <laughs> like I, I need things to trigger what it is I need to talk about. Um no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything. Uh, oh, I, maybe I do. I don't know how much time you have left. I know it's starting to get into the evening over there. Yeah, no, I still have time. It's like 8.30, so. Still yeah, I, I'd probably go for maybe about another half hour if we even need it, because um, I have a lot of cleaning that I still need to do, <laughs> weekend cleaning. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you a little bit about um, that Frankfurt meetup that you guys did like um talk a little bit about if you if you don't mind how that came together and and what that was like uh, yeah it came together through the discord so basically you know they started talking about meeting up i think joe andreas generally were most vocal about it and uh matthias and eventually it was just joe booked the ticket and then it was like, you know, whoever comes, comes along. And then it was like, okay, sure, let's do it. You know, you have a date, who can make it, makes it. And then we went there. And um, me and Job stayed at Andreas' then. Mm -hmm. uh, we just went into town. Or, and then we went for a, like an, a, a pilgrim's uh, walk. So you get to know each other really well. Like, you know, you, you remember like with the four of us? And I never seen three guys like crying so much on one little walk. Like after two kilometers, they were all like crying and scared and they wanted to go back. But, you know, I still tap push on. 
you know. What is, what is a pilgrim's walk? What is that? It's basically you walk from, from uh, well, generally it's an, a walk by like a saint before. Mm-hmm. Like a pilgrim's walk is, for example, to, to go to Jerusalem, walk to Jerusalem. Or uh, uh, the Camino de Santiago is probably one of the most famous ones in, uh, in Spain. And you can start basically everywhere, but you have a few trials through Portugal, South Spain and North Spain that you can walk on. And then you have like special places to stay. But we just did like a small walk by Frankfurt and it was just fun. Like, you know, you walk, you talk and, you know, it's, it's interesting. You, it, it goes quite naturally how you talk to each other. Like, you know, in the beginning, it's a little bit like, oh yeah. But after a few minutes, it's just like you suddenly just get into the topics you're all interested in. Like you just go mm-hmm. and you have questions for each other. And, and, you know, there's like, you know, you talk about somebody's story and then you go to the next one. And so, no, it was, and we had beautiful weather. So that's, that's helpful. We got lost on the way, though, like completely lost every time. And uh, no, and then we just had like a few drinks, talk some more. So, uh, no, it was really good. Really good. And, you know, it's different when you see each other face to face. Like already like this is completely different than, you know, being in a voice chat or in the Discord just chatting. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it was very good to do. Like, you know, it felt like a very good weekend. Wow. Uh, do you have specific questions surrounding it? Um, so it was you and Job and Andres and who else? Yeah, Hans. I, I'm, I'm not sure it's Discord name anymore exactly. It's, it's, yeah, I know how to sort of type it and then it comes up with the ad tag, but it's a difficult <laughs> short tag. Is it that really? I don't know who that is. It has like the really long name and a bunch of different letters. It's not that person, is it? No, he's not that active on the Discord. Oh, okay. Like, he, he really popped up, like, out of nowhere. Like, we never spoke to him on the Discord before, so it was like, oh. Hey. <laughs> no. He, lived, he lives in Frankfurt as well, or nearby? Yeah, close by, close by. Okay. So, yeah, so and yeah. some couldn't make it, but... And then you guys, um, you did your walk and you had dinner, is that right? Well, first some were lunch. Okay. And then uh, afterwards, we walked for... We started around 10, I think, and then we walked till probably about like four, four o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. five o'clock. And then we took the train back to Frankfurt to have some dinner. And then did you guys, the next, did you go to mass with Andreas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, have you ever been to a Catholic mass before that? Uh, I did in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And so now I have a German one and a Spanish one behind my belt. Never a Dutch one, though. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it was difficult to follow because, you know, it's already a different language than you used to. Like, even now, like on the Discord, sometimes the words or like sentences I'm like, you know, it reminds me a little bit of the first time I was like uh, studying business law. Mm. And, and, we, and we just had like the first sentence of like the book we had to study. And I was just like reading it and I was like, wait, what? Reading it again. And it <laughs> took me like, you know, the first page takes you like 20 times to finally get to it. And then eventually you learn the language and how it works. 
it's the same with this a little bit like you know you finally get used to like some of the words and you start using them yourself but then in german yeah i don't speak german anyway so <laughs> like when you, you know you can read the songs along so that helps a little bit like at one point i was on the wrong page but generally it was working <laughs> but that was uh yeah it was interesting to be there like and it's nice to see Andreas like how he, you know, practices his faith mm -hmm. and you know, uh, yeah. yeah. I'd like to see him have a conversation. I don't think he wants to though. Not. Oh, I think he will jump something on this with you, like within seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I just got the impression that he didn't want to. I don't know where I was getting that from though. Maybe I'm maybe I'm making that up. No, he, he <laughs> loves to talk. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't know if he wants to uh, to have a video out there on the internet. Maybe so. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm probably. No, I'm, but he would definitely wants to talk to you. If yeah. You, if you ask him, he will be like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." Well, here's my open invitation to you, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna be mad. He's not the first one. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's still proud of that one, like on the Discord. Like, yeah, I was the first one with Job. <laughs> Oh, I was going to ask you one more question. Oh, do you, so do you do you go to church or no. no? No. No. I used to go when I was like little with family, mm -hmm. but then we moved to another town and then it's quite quickly just we stopped and I don't know, it's just it's just stopped and and it's kind of good I think because at the same time you know, you hear from some people that they, they, they really stay till they completely turn off. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just like a natural getting out of it. And mm -hmm. there was never some kind of resentment. You know, the only thing I remember, it was cold. It was kind of boring. You know, we always had like the, you do call it Sunday school. Like you have to, you know, after half, half through the, the mass, you had to go up and then you had like this, you know, little stories and you had to draw and, you know, all the boring things you didn't want to do. <laughs> like, come on, you went to school already the whole week. Yeah. It was a Catholic church? No, it was in a Protestant church. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. You said you had only been to two Catholic masses. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember growing up when uh, our family went to church, um, took us to church regularly. Uh, I remember on Sunday mornings, I would try to stay in bed for as late <laughs> as I could. And if my parents never came in to wake me up, I was like, ah, oh, we're not going to church today. <laughs> <laughs> like you staying in bed would have anything to do with that decision. Right, right. <laughs> I would just stay in bed because I wouldn't. Yeah. I thought if I get up and get out, they're going to want to go to church. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I just, I just realized that now that you pointed that out. <laughs> it was like, no, it was me staying in bed that kept us from going to church. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just grew out of it really naturally, really. Before it, you know, and then around like high school, it's, it's weird. In the Netherlands, it's really like, you know, to find somebody with faith in school. Yeah, but it's not easy. Like you maybe had one or two in class in high school out of everyone. 
but I also always kind of interested in it, but it wasn't really salient to me. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I came back, you know, uh, I read the book Lauer's. Uh, it's it's, it's an, uh, by a Russian author. I don't really know his name, nor do I dare to pronounce it. But it's, <laughs> it's you know, it shows a little bit the magic of a world with faith. Uh, it's it, it's an, uh, it's a really good book. And then I also read like uh, the Dostoevsky. Uh, the the brothers and then the conversation between Ivan and Alosha in in a tavern they talking and Ivan basically talks against the the faith but still uh, promotes the Bible at the same time mm. and that was kind of like the first time I was like well, hmm that I saw it like as a, as, as literature, like something, you know, of, 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 of immense value, even if it's not to be true. And then you had Peterson coming later. Uh, well, Paul. So eventually, you know, it pulls you in. So uh, we will see where we go. Yeah. Hmm. yeah um, that's why Peterson, I think, has been so interesting is he does a, a similar thing and the guys over at the bible project have talked about the the bible in that way as a as a narrative or as a story and so it's just a it's a fascinating way of looking at it where in my christian tradition that i grew up in it was something that was it was implied that if you even made it if you even tried to look at it from a story perspective you were immediately saying it's not true it didn't happen uh faith in god belief in god belief in christ in particular you're just saying it's it's not real and so we're not going to talk about that we're not going to do it yeah. that way it's like Again, taboo all this yeah. implied never overtly did anybody say this but they would say things like well uh if if that story in the book of joshua if it's just a story if it didn't actually literally happen then how do you know that the stories in the gospel literally <laughs> happened and if they didn't literally happen then there was no jesus if there was no jesus there's no christianity and then it's not you might as well be an atheist and say, whoa whoa slow down <laughs> it, it reminds me a little bit about like you know you probably have it like in the u.s also like you have to read the books from school and we have to read them for, for Dutch language. We have to read Dutch literature, like with Dutch writers. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you, like I used to like writing or like reading like the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter's, you know, it's just like the, well, what you shoot like when you're like 12 to 14 years old. And then suddenly you need to drop those books and then you have to read something like, uh, I think it's called like the Gouden Eye. It's like the worst boring books you can ever find. And they put it on you. You have to read it. Well, you know, we've, we've just had like the internet. So, you know, you, know, you, you finally had summaries online and stuff. So, you could, <laughs> you know, we were like the first one we could cheat and really out. Right. Without the teachers knowing that all, all, that, all of that existed yet. But after that period, I'd never touched the book for like years. Because I was just done with it. Like, you know, that was, well, at the same time, like, like you said, like, you know, if, if you want to change something like from the past, that's like one of those moments that I'm like, oh man, if I just never had that problem, 
I would probably have read all the books I already read now. <laughs> Five years sooner. Probably not, but... <laughs> yeah. You know, but they forced, like, oh, yeah, you have to read this kind of books. That's, that's real literature. All the other things are, like, crap. But those are the entryways to it. Like, yeah. you read certain fantasy books for, like, a couple of years, and eventually you're like, oh, yeah, everybody talks about that book being so good. Mm-hmm. You pick it up. Because then you're ready and then you're, you try to read it. If you don't like it, you drop it. But you, you, you try it earnestly, not mm-hmm. because you're forced to. It's interesting. Um, it's interesting that I haven't tried to, um, have I, in our conversation, tried to, tried to quote something that Lewis said yet? <laughs> not yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. yet. Yeah, I can't get it through a video without it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There was something well, it's, that it's it's all over in your language somewhere. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> you'll find it if you really look. Um, it's interesting because he talked about uh, how I can't remember the exact context of this, but he talked about um, you have to go through you have to go through pains and you have to go through headaches in order to be able to appreciate um, some of the greater things that otherwise you would not even have the capacity to appreciate in the first place and the illustration that he used was um, at least in the education that he got, he had to learn Greek. He had to learn the Greek language um, and just learning the letters and the alphabet and the words and having to read. It was just, you know, it was drudgery. He just, he hated it. And um, it wasn't until he had that fundamental root level understanding of the language itself, that then he could move on to some of the great, you know, um, fictional accounts in that were written in Greek. You get to use it. You get to use it. And he can appreciate it. He could appreciate it then so much more than somebody who's reading a translation of the same story or of the same writing. Um, And it's similar, you know, to, to really anything, to you and I being able to have this conversation to talk about all the different things that we're talking about, right? Um, if you hadn't been forced to learn my language, uh, <laughs> you and yeah. I would, you and I wouldn't be able to have this conversation. Um, and you know, I get to cheat because everybody has to learn the language that my big country speaks. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we export everything to the entire world. It's just like, all right, I guess we'll learn this language. <laughs> to be honest, English though was like I, I learned like English basically from like computer games back when I was young. Mm-hmm. Like I still remember like playing Caesar Free, this like city building thing, and I you know I was like a little kid, I didn't know what to do, uh-huh. and he had these goals like prosperity, you know, and I was looking up in the dictionary, what does that mean? And then I looked <laughs> at the definition, I was like, no clue what it means, <laughs> just keep playing. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I learned it that way. So in high school, basically it was way too easy like it's just like oh really we have to go through this and then you know we had always these word tests just like oh yeah this word in Dutch what is it in English I always fail with those because you always need to have the literate one like they they you had to learn exactly a certain list so if you had a wrong one but kind of like it's correctly the same Uh no wrong <laughs> so once like the first term we only had those kind of tests so i was like you know failing and so <laughs> then you know the card gets home and everybody's like what the hell 
but then we had like a reading test and, and, and listening test and that's uh -huh. like 20 or, or 25 percent or something of your grade in total and then it's like oh, nines done finished yeah. good <laughs> if you're gonna do these word tests again just ask me what prosperity is and we'll be <laughs> yeah i know that one <laughs> Just use this. Just use all these video games that I've been playing for years now. Just test me on the words in those. I promise yeah. you, I'll get a hundred percent. Well, that language is also weird. <laughs> well, I can't keep up with those nowadays. Jeez. No, I hated learning languages. Till I got to Guatemala, learning Spain. So much fun. You enjoyed like, that. Yeah. Huh. You know, you know, the funny thing is like, you know, you sound so stupid. Like, you know, sometimes you, you know, you know, I was living like with a family. So sometimes your parents were like, you know, talking about, you were talking with them about like quite a serious topic. But then when you speak it in, in Spanish, you know, you just sound like a, like a little child trying to talk about <laughs> something serious. It's just, it doesn't work. Like, you know, they just look at you like, oh yeah, it sounds correct, but. Did they laugh at you? <laughs> oh, so often. <laughs> uh, sometimes you have those really weird blackouts. Like, you know, we were like once walking somewhere and the guy was just like asking like, uh, you know, hello, I was going. And I was just like, you know, oh yeah, no, we're going here. We're going there, 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 there. And the guy was like, okay, goodbye. And then <laughs> you continue walking and then eventually you're like, wait, he just asked me how it was going. Was it asking where we were going? Where I was going. Where? Yeah. You get those things. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Paul. Paul Vanderclay had mentioned that. You know, you got. You're going to make ten thousand mistakes when you're learning a new language. And he said, "I just, I just barreled right into them. I just said, all right, fine, let's do it. Let's fail fast.' Yeah, that's on the famous quote, right, from somebody. Like, better get started. Yeah, but it's true. You just have to do it. <laughs> like, and the quicker you sound stupid, the quicker you get smart. Yeah, or at least close to it. Right. As, as long as you learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have it with many things, but now also with this, you know, it's it's not like I try to push into it. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm not even that often on the Discord. Like sometimes I just checked in, and then I'm like, ah, oh, everybody's talking strange things again. You know, get out. <laughs> but you know, sometimes there's something, and you just get pulled in instantly. Yep. Like there's no, there's no question. You're just like instantly typing, and you're in. Yeah. And, and that's with all of this. Like basically, it's 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 not like, you no, know, I try to push into it. It's just I can't run away, sort of. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just getting reeled in like a fish, and sometimes I try to struggle to see if I'm still going the right way. Like maybe we can go somewhere else, but mm. got to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to end. Um, we're good. being, we're being dragged along somewhere and we're trying to go in different directions to see if we can find any alternatives, but yeah. So if anybody wants to have a conversation, no preparation needed, like you saw, 
We did so not script this out. We did not even say, hey, let's, what do you want to talk about this? It was just, <laughs> let's just talk. <laughs> exactly. So, no, it was nice to meet you, uh, Jeff. Yeah, it was good to meet you as well.